Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Ayin Aline Maharet Terrell. Say it with your whole chest, or I will cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I will wave my wand and make it all Hallow's Eve for the rest of the year. Try me. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that knows you owe them $5 and is coming for that shit. And I mean that with my whole chest. This show is brought to you by the meeting of marijuana, and music. So for today's uh, song of the episode, it is Chop Suey by System of a Down. Just listen to the lyrics. I mean, it just goes perfectly with grifting in reverse. And for the strain of the week, it is the Ivory, aka Garlic Cookies. That shit puts you in a mode. Um, it's a very um, smooth, like indica dominant hybrid. It's got a pretty high THC uh, a percentage count of about 27. Um, which is perfect uh, for getting you kind of like uh, tizzy so you could talk shit about Yeezy. See what I did there? Um, uh, first off, I was, uh, I was reluctant. I have uh, just, I just bought a house. Um, I spent a lot of money on buying a house that is inside of a bus because I'm a weirdo and I want to be like the woman in the van down by the river. So that's what I've been doing. But in the middle of this uh, thing white people call a sabbatical, I decided to come out of my hiding only to hear that um, your man, yay, is wildin'. And before we get into that, I have a very special guest with me. Please introduce yourself. My name is uh, Louis Javier Mason. I'm glad to be here. I'm Javi for short. So let's, Cameron, thank you so much for, for this impromptu invite. I'm ready to talk about what we're about to talk about. Right. First off, I want to let everybody know that since 2009, it has been fuck Kanye West for me. Um, y'all niggas is late to the party. I'm calling you on it. And here's why. Uh, Kanye West in the last week or so has been banned from every social media, has been dropped by a majority of his collaborators. Um, he has lost upwards of $2 billion in the last 24 hours. Mind you, uh, a lot of people don't know what for because like people just tend to stick their heads up their asses and not really like pay attention to things that don't uh, harm them. But I, I, just for the record, hate speech harms all of us. Mm. You say something hateful about one race and it's allowed to happen. It's going to happen to all of us, except for white people. Right. Yeah, we're excluding you from that group. I know you feel left out, but hey, that's what you get for creating racism. <laughs> See what I did there? Right, right. You bastards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like Kanye West um, made a tweet, and this was the tweet that like the nail in the coffin. He made a tweet that said, I would go DEFCON 3 on all Jews. Mm. Which is, and you asked me, is a call to violence. Right. Now, a lot of people are upset that his canceling is coming so swiftly 
uh, when he said something anti-Semitic and they're not so uh, enthused about the level of disdain that was shown by the exact same companies when he was being anti-Black. And I'm going to tell you something. I understand both sides of that coin. Um, I do, as a Black person who exists in modern times, I understand the sentiment of both. And here's how I feel about it. The Jewish community was so thorough in their canceling that they should teach all of us a class on unity when it comes to the defense of their culture. Everyone's really scared and they say things like, oh, well, the Jewish people run the community. They, the Jewish people run the banks. The Jewish people, that's really kind of stereotypical. I mean, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of banks are owned and, and run. But like, I mean, like there's professions that are just adopted by cultures. We know that like a lot of the stereotype in the 90s was Indian doctors, Indian doctors, Asian doctors. Um, for a while, chiropractors were Southeast Asians. So we could say that at any point in time about just about any races that they dominated a certain profession. Like for the most part, people say that black people dominate sports. I mean, those things are kind of rooted, the root of really shitty stereotypes. But what Kanye did this time is no different than what he did last time. It's just the response is different because the group of people who are responding is different. In 2009, when Kanye West jumped up on the MTV Music Awards stage or whatever stage it was, and uh, he uh, stole a spotlight from white, lily-skinned Taylor Swift. Well, white people was mad. But a couple months later, when he said slavery was a choice, those same white people became his fan base. And when we should have been canceling him then, we didn't. Shout out to you niggas out there wearing them weird-ass bone-made shoes. Them shits look like chicken dinners on y'all yeah. feet. Y'all weird for that. Uh, shout out to you niggas who was wearing his weird ass holy sweaters that he was charging y'all a thousand dollars for. Shout out to you niggas that went to that weird ass church that he used to run every Sunday and call it a concert. That's a cult, y'all. Y'all niggas is in a cult. <laughs> um, um, shout out to you niggas who um, flew all the way to Fashion Week to watch him make models pass out and put White Lives Matter shirts on black models. Shout out to you for that goofy shit. Um, Javi, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so I wanted that you brought up a whole lot of stuff, and mm -hmm. um, that it, and it brought up a whole lot of, like of some points in regards to, for one, capital like capitalism is like the 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 thing here. Like that, this is the foundation, right, of this whole thing. The only reason why uh, Kanye is losing all this money is because he actually turned on the hands that fed him. It seemed like. Like, um, it was okay for him to go after his own people. Right. Because he's the more, despite the stuff that was going on with him, he was better than, he, it's like respectability politics plays a huge thing too in this as well, I feel. Yes. Because he was a black man with money. And because he's a black man with money, y'all can do it too. Like, all these, like, there's no excuse. If Kanye can do it, you can do it too. The same thing with Oprah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing altogether. Like she's a whole other episode altogether, Cameron. Yeah. But anyway, I'm like, uh, but it's like 
black folks can get away with saying things about their own people, like people like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people like Oprah Winfrey, uh, who has settled to some controversies. And I'm, I'm fucking with her because of a variety of reasons. Um, then you have Kanye and, and, and all kinds of people, black activists back in the day, the 80s and 90s, you know, when it came to hip hop music. It just seems to me like whenever you are policing, when you're a black person policing your own people, then it's okay. Right. right. You, because now you're no longer looking at white supremacy. You're no no, no longer looking at the same, the things that uh, made you a hip hop artist to, to begin with. Hip hop came from oppression. Hip hop, the history of, of hip hop stems from oppression. And we were able, like black artists were able to have a voice due to that oppression. Right. Uh, and they, even when they made money, they used their capital to uplift the black community. And he didn't do that. He went and he basically used his money, Kanye uses money to go after his own people and that was okay. But right. the moment that he uses platform to go after white folks, all of a sudden he is dangerous. You right? hear that Herschel Walker goofy. You see what they doing right. to you. You see the Republican party doing to you now. You just, you a weak version of Kanye. And all you did was run the football around 30 years ago, beat up your wife a couple of times. And you made one of the most um, homophobic gay people I've ever seen in my life. But um, back to Kanye's goofy ass, exactly what you're saying. The respectability of Kanye is that when he started climbing the ranks and making this money and, and showing up in spaces that normally would not have people like him in it, mm-hmm. he became a token. Right. He was a, a willing he, participant in tokenism. He was an uncle ruckus. He was a he was a, he was like the respectful Negro, right? right? Nothing different uh, from him and Uncle Ruckus. They're the same person. And they were able to. Uh, and people could talk about like his mental illness all they want to make up excuses with that for that. But he's been going downhill ever since his mother passed away. And and people have been using his the excuse of his mother passing away to say that oh this is the reason why he's acting like this. And I feel like that's. That it brings up a lot of other stuff too in regards to like why he has such a uh, a strong fan base within the black community, but that is not like that's something we could talk about later on. But I feel that it's obvious to me that people who were his supporters were able to uh, overlook the fact that he is not taking care of himself. There, like he is having a mental, but this is him like either having a, uh, some sort of break, you know, like a psychological breakdown not getting like this is a result of him not getting the help that he needs and everyone's because he's making money for a white label no one's going to pay attention to that or look at that and say like look this man needs help despite the fact that yes he's making money for for us but he needs to take a sabbatical in some way shape or form you know i feel like no one's talking about the fact that mental illness and the fact that he is purposefully not getting any help also plays a role in him just doing things that doesn't that don't make any sense First off, shout out to the Hotep niggas who denied uh, mental illness until it suited Kanye's plight and them being coons and co-signing on some coony shit, even though you niggas are supposed to be the epitome of like black pride, weird ass Hotep niggas. Shout out to Hotep niggas for that. Um, Secondly, I want to talk to the community about how we don't address mental illness but for some reason in Kanye's stead, we're now talking about it and how he ain't right and he's not medicated and he's all, he's not this and he's not that. 
But when your cousin come to you and they going through some shit, you tell them to just pull up their bootstraps and, and like, you know what I'm saying? Smile, be more positive. You come with the toxic positivity. But uh, last time I checked, I'm on lots of meds for um, my mental illnesses caused by you niggas. And you know that you're why that is, right? Because Kanye has money, he has clout. And right. I noticed that uh, a lot of folks, this place is the black excellence and that whole toxicity around that as well. Because it's like, Kanye has money. Therefore, it's okay for him to wall out. It's okay for him to have mental breakdowns it's okay because he has clout. He has social capital, as opposed to your cousin who was about to, uh, to unalive themselves last week they're coming to you, but they don't have clout. They don't have that, right? Right. And because they don't have the clout and they don't have the capital, they have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. They have to, you know, be the strong black man, strong black woman, strong black person. And it's often black folks, especially like women who are placed in this position to take care of themselves or take care of black folks who are on the verge of having a mental breakdown. Yeah, you got to be their peace and all that other shit. But I'm not, I didn't forget y'all. You weird niggas who would not help your cousins or that black woman, or you expect this uh, Freudian uh, professionalism from some black woman living in your house. Y'all the same niggas who are now donating money in a crowdfund to help Kanye become a billionaire again. Your niggas is goofy. You know, no, like that's yeah, it's goofy, but it's also a lot of, of stuff that's layered beneath that, though. Because I feel that there's a lot of when it comes to black men, there is this this need to parentify ourselves, right, mm -hmm. for the sake of saving black men when they are on the verge of breaking down. Even though they put themselves in that in that position, we there's this there's still in the black community this notion that. Black men are the backbone of the community, or the backbone of the family. They're the ones that keep the family together. Therefore, uh, or they keep the community together because of their leadership skills. Therefore, we have to do everything we can to lift them up, uplift them, so the white man doesn't get them. So uh, the 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 system doesn't chew them up. So it's like it's it's like that with Umar Johnson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what this Dunder School reminds me of. Like. That's what I thought of when I thought about when I heard about this Dunder School. It was like this is basically Umar Johnson, the millionaire version. This is what Umar Johnson would be doing if he wasn't out here just spending money, and he had more. If he had the same clout and power as Kanye West, right. he would be doing this whole song and dance of "We Have to Save the Black Boys." From the white institutions and that's exactly what it was i mean for the most part that's what happened with kanye like he wanted to take these kids out of, out of school for their credit accredited schools for whatever reason and said that i'm going to save the black kids i'm going to save these kids and they were like kids of different races but i'm going to save the kids when in actuality it's about money and i feel that the reason why people are now trying to save Kanye, just like they try to save uh, Umar Johnson at some point, is because there is this notion that black men have to be taken care of because they, no one else is going to do it if we don't. And it's just it's just really messed up because they don't have the energy for anyone else. They don't have the energy for trans people. They don't have the energy for single mothers. They don't have the that same energy for non-binary uh, children who are now uh, trans and non-binary children who are now 
of losing their uh, gender affirming care. So, and the only reason why you even know about that is because white kids are, you know, being targeted as opposed to black kids, black trans and non-binary children who can't even have those. They can't even afford a lot of those services. So it's like knowing that, why aren't you taking care of those kids? Oh, right. okay, I got you. Why isn't well, the energy the same? And then to be upset right. that somebody else is showing the energy that you lack. Uh, like I don't like I'm not mad at the Jewish community at all. Shout out to the Jewish community for being like, nah, he went too far, and 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 this is and this is how we gonna deal with it. We not doing business with no company that does business with him, and that's when people was like, uh oh, buying power, which they don't realize that the Jewish community has a lot of buying power, but so does the black community. Yeah. Capitalism is run from the blood of black culture, right? And I feel that uh, capital. <sighs> Capitalism plays a huge, huge part of, of you know in this whole fiasco with Keon. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Keanu Reeves, Jesus. Oh, like Kanye <laughs> and Kanye, uh, Kanye West, because I feel that the only reason why he's getting so much support from the black community, because he was like whether he was anti-Semitic or anti-black, he uh, even when he was anti-black, we were talking about this before. Like he was no one. He still had black folks caping for him. Right. He still um, had black folks caping for him. He still had companies caping for him. Like uh, when he when he made that comment, th that comment spurned the existence of Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. We talked about it before. If you watch the video of from TMZ, he was confronted by another intern. But there was another intern that was hyping him up, getting out of receipt, moving around, touching him, sitting closer to him. She realized that using that language got her closer to fame, got her more money. And in that moment. She went from being like Candace Owens, a Democratic pundit for TMZ, writing a blog for them, and like um, a former NAACP recipient who uh, sued her school because of their level of racism that was there. She went from being that to what she is now, and she did it in literally a second. He said slavery uh, was a choice, and her eyes lit up. Her eye, like her head, reared back. She looked at him. She got up from her desk walked over near him while the conversation was happening. You could see her creeping closer and closer and closer until he started turning back and talking to the camera and she was right next to him. Mm -hmm. A week later, she was a Fox pundit, a Fox Republican pundit, saying the same shit that he was saying and defending him. That's how her career started and that's how his career is ending. She was standing on the on standing at the fashion week just in the last a week or so with him with that White Lives Matter shirt on Cooning. She was the one who was like defending him to everybody, Cooning. She was the one that was parroting what he was saying and feeding him more stuff to say. Like she has a history of being anti-Semitic. She has a history of being transphobic. My man grifting in reverse. While Candace is making money doing these things, Kanye is losing money. So some people could say he's being manipulated. I don't think he's being manipulated at all. I just think he found a flock that he could fly with, and he's just not benefiting from flying with them. And also, like I'm gonna be honest with you, like Candace Owen, as much as I don't listen, I'm not here for her either. I'm not here for her either. But she's not. She's careful at what she says. She has not crossed that line yet. Oh, she has. Also, uh, I'm sorry. She has. She's crossed oh, that she line has. several times. Oh, okay. So they didn't they didn't cancel her or like take away her money. No. Like, and I wonder, like, I wonder why that is. Is it because she does not have a lot of the same pool as as Kanye? Or the, the way it works with Candace. Candace, the last time she said something inflammatory, she said something to the effect about genital mutilation on a Fox show 
about trans children. And they, they, the most they did to her was they didn't have her on for a couple weeks. Well, well, but what I'm saying is, did she call, and if she did, please let me know, did she call for the, the death of Jewish people or the death of any marginalized group, though? She called for the erasure of homosexuals. Okay, she called for, like, but it, maybe it's the language that she's using then, because er, think about it, like, erasure and just say, like, I'm going to, like, like whatever um, Kanye said, it seems like it, because he's a, a dark-skinned black man, it seems more aggressive, you know, the way he said it, as opposed to uh, this, this a woman who... Yes, well, he wrote it, yes. and she said it out loud. Right. <laughs> like, so, he wrote it, he wrote it on Twitter. She went on Fox and said it out loud, and they just kind of, like, panned away from her. And then mm-hmm. she wasn't on for a couple weeks. And then she complained about not making enough money for that month. And then she was back on her shit again. Because oh, wow. she found something else to talk about. Because we give her passes because we know that's what she does. The reason why everybody's responding to Kanye is they're acting like this is some brand new thing that he does. But he is just as biased and coony as she is. He has a whole history of saying problematic shit. Okay. Like, it's is not... That- it's, it, it, he did call for the death uh, of, of 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 Jewish people. That's bad as fuck. But he also called for like the erasure of the black family, the erasure of 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 privilege. He called for uh, he called Donald Trump his dad. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he said that uh, he's like a father to him, and the MAGA hat um, allows him to feel like Superman, and like. It makes me wonder whether or not he this time around he's not getting away with it because yes now he's talking about white folks right mm. but also yeah like it, it seems to me like he he pissed off the wrong white people he pissed off the wrong type of white folks and I feel that um, the only reason why he was able to get away with what he got away with for so long with regards to anti blackness it just seems like capitalism, he felt like capitalism was, in in a sense, it did like protect him. And I feel like Candace Owen, I don't, I've only seen her like a few times. I don't follow her at any way, shape, or form. She makes me upset. Yeah, right? She has no major endorsements uh, to lose. Right, she doesn't. And also, like, it's expected because she's in politics. She, this is like from the very beginning, like she started from from that. Right. She knows very little about politics. She's just a provocateur. She literally is no different than my um a Milo Yiannopoulos. She's just black. Mm. She's she's Milo Yiannopoulos is the Candace Owens of the homosexual community, and Candace Owens is the Milo Yiannopoulos of the black community. Mm. That's literally what they did. They just like kind of like did a little switcheroo. But I want like I want everybody to realize that like no matter how unknown she is she's she will not suffer the consequences that kanye did kanye is literally grifting in reverse ever since he picked up this new and it's not new let me stop saying that ever since he decided to become more vocal about his biases towards his own people and women and lgbtq and all those other things he's just been losing right everybody's like oh he lost two billion dollars in a day he should have lost that in 2009 right I think in 2009 too, like we didn't have, there was not, there was no Black Lives Matter. There was no call for nuance. There was no, I don't know how old uh, Twitter was or Facebook was, but I feel like 
for the most part, social media did not blow up, you know, at that point. So it seems like everything now, everything you put on social media when you're a celebrity is up, is up for scrutiny because everybody can now see it. And I feel that in 2009, he had a little bit of leeway because no one, it was, no one had, uh, unless they recorded it or unless they put it on YouTube, there was no place for anyone to verify what he said or even like, Consciously or spread it around, right? At the time, Twitter was was buzzing. He was trending when he said that. Okay. The video was played millions of times. Uh, he was called out by every uh, righteous black person on this planet, and we were all silenced because he put out some new shoes. Mm-hmm. He put out, didn't he have an album at that? Because I know that he, like I said, he put like, out Jesus. He put out Jesus right afterwards. Mm-mm. He bought people then, like he bought the community. It's the same thing that Azalea Banks does. She goes and gets some shit, then she drops an album. Or she goes on to social media and and basically says that people are being anti-black towards her. Right. You know, I remember her going after dark-skinned teens. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened was the the nail in the coffin for her was going after a Disney team who obviously wouldn't do anything to her, but she was going off on this young woman simply because she was dark-skinned. And the moment that she, and, and on top of that, she was endorsing Trump. Okay, like people have the tendency to uh, to forget that. And I remember on Facebook, people were saying, yes, she has some stuff going on, but because she's a dark-skinned black woman, you cannot throw her away. And again, it's that, it's that parentification that I was talking about, that parentification of when it comes to black folks, because of our history of oppression, history of being like core sufferers of white supremacy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we are very careful. We're trying to be very careful to not throw each other away. Uh, you know, certain, but there's also certain black folks who are not thrown away. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have like they don't have the same energy for the trans and non-binary community. Oh, they'll they throw have, us away quick. They'll throw us away very quickly. And basically say that we don't deserve to live let alone be protected you know and so when it is in black women are cis black women okay let's be real cis black women are seen as the uh seen as the most unprotected and so regardless of what she says because she's a cis black woman she's to be protected because again white supremacy is or cis black men are going to either do something to her uh throw her away or worse kill her and so I feel that that's one of the reasons why people are willing to give her a pass. And she doesn't have the clout that Kanye has. Yeah, she also has bipolar. No, she's probably not getting any help either. But because she doesn't have a lot of clout and because she's just written off as a person who is always fighting people and she's written uh, and she's protected because she's um, because of the way she claps back at people. Right, she does it in the most intellectual manner, and therefore people are more entertained by that. And they're not talking about the fact that she is in the past has not only hurt her own community, teens in particular has said some anti, um, like anti LGBTIQA stuff, but also she has endorsed white folks. She's endorsed Annie Anna Wintar. Um, she has endorsed Trump. Say that you know quote-unquote, y'all niggas need to try something new. Like, and that was all over on Twitter. All over on Twitter. And so, there is this thing in the Black community that no matter the cost, protect cis Black people 
from white supremacy or anything pertaining to white supremacy. Yeah, like I wanna I wanna clean up the timeline a little bit. Two thousand and nine he wilded out with Taylor Swift. In mm-hmm. two thousand and eighteen it wasn't even that long ago. It feels super long ago, but it wasn't that long ago. 2018 was the TMZ interview that went crazy. That's literally the timeline that Candace Owens has been important. Mm-hmm. She's only been around since 2018. Right. And she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is now, I remember seeing her, um, and she's been also been protected, you know, yeah. by people like Killer Mike. You know, basically saying that, that she was out here saying some really anti-trans stuff, and people were going to try to call her out. At the same time, Killer Mike was like, "She has every right to say what she needs to say," and Killer Mike, I don't, I don't trust him anyway. Like, I don't trust him. I don't trust his politics. They seem to go back and forth. I don't know. It's libertarian shit. Yeah, it, it feels like I'm like. Bro, like, who are who side are you on? Because I know you ain't on mine. You know what I mean? Because for the almighty dollar, a whole bunch of niggas will will sell a bunch of other niggas up the river. It's just what it is. It's like respectability politics is the American dream here. Like being respectable for white people is the American dream. Once you get money, you seem more respectable to certain groups of white people. Your ideals start switching up for some reason. Nobody's staying in by the struggle that they came up in. And Kanye being from South Philly. And mm-hmm. standing up and being like, slavery was a choice. Nigga, your great-great-grandmother was a slave, nigga. So it makes me wonder, too, like, because I've been thinking about this a significant, like a great deal. Money, it's just, there's this argument that money does change people, and it, it does to a certain extent. Yeah. But is it because, I think it, it does the more you get, because people, I, I really do believe that people are not taught, you know, when they're poor, you know, most people, you know, when they are like out, you know, broken out of style, right? That you are to, regardless of how much you have, you are to, you are to see yourself as divine. You are to see yourself with humanity. Um, you are to discover yourself in a way that makes you internalize the fact that regardless of what you have, you are to treat yourself with respect, you know, treat yourself with kindness. And therefore treat other people with kindness because capital, especially like black folks, because capital is very white, right? Everything that pertains to capital is very white. And and we're also, we're, America is very individualistic. It's very individualistic in a way where it's like people have this mentality that when you get money, uh, you are to take care of yourself. You are to take care of things that pertain to you. You're not supposed to give back to the community. Excuse me. That's not how this works. And we are not, I feel that for the most part, a lot of people go in there. If this makes any sense, please, or not, please let me know. But I feel like a lot of people who are impoverished, we all come, like, I feel like we come from some sort of trauma. Yeah. You have, like, the being impoverished causes. And we are not uh, our humanity. It causes trauma. And it, it. It changes it changes you and and the way you see the world and your perception of the world and right. then you're given money and you're giving and you're given access to all these things that you never had when you were young. You're given access to all these people, mostly white people, that you would never interact with otherwise. And 
Kanye being around the Balenciaga team, Kanye being in Paris at Fashion Week. All of that shit was pretty fast into his career. He was trying to get into fashion. He was pushing hard. He had his first meltdown on the radio with, um, what was his name? Um, Sway. With Sway. That's when we should have been like, what's what's going on with this nigga, yo? He got a little body, bit of money. He's starting to bite. Like He's starting to bite at his own people. He's gnashing at his own people. Then let's talk about back in 2018. Uh, fast forward when... He, I look, days after, like literally days after he had lunch with Donald Trump, didn't he hold SNL hostage? Y'all remember that? Yeah, I remember him being on uh, SNL. I don't know about them being held hostage by him, but he definitely was on there performing, if I'm not mistaken. They reported like after the show, the day after the show, that Kanye insisted that nobody be able to leave the room until he was done talking. And then he went on a 20 minute Trump rant and only about four minutes of it was on camera. And see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I feel that money, it changes you, but it doesn't liberate you in a way if you are, it does not liberate you if you have untreated mental illness. It is like, I I feel like if you are have, I feel that people, there's a lot of folks in our community who feel that money will make things better. Mm -hmm. Their mental, their, their psychological and mental capacities included, you know, once they're taken out of that situation, things will get better. But if you are not doing any work, and I'm, I'm not trying to be woo-woo or nothing, but by all means, y'all, let me know. <laughs> mm. But I feel like if you are not, if you go into that situation not knowing who you are outside of your trauma and outside of your traumatic environments, you know, and you're used to chaos, you're going to have chaos when you get, when you get money. You're just like, you're basically like, <laughs> you're just chaotic. You're rich chaotic now. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have that same energy you know, that you had, you know, around you if you didn't not get help, right? Being so, able to wield white supremacy is a seductive thing for some mm-hmm. people. And having money gives you access to it. You right. can wield white supremacy at will as long as you are respectable enough and have enough money to do so. Kanye West got a snoop full of uh, white supremacy seduction. He figured that his demographic was going to change. It did. It very much did change. Um, when you listen to Kanye West, when he made Graduation, that album was celebrated by the black community. When you went to his show, there was mad black people there. He was chilling with Jay-Z and all of them. And then he got into this mindset after that, that black except- exceptionalism was the route. And mm-hmm. that's when he started flirting with white supremacy. That's when he started saying things that were misogynoir. He started saying things that were anti-black women um, in his videos. Like when he started messing with, um, what was her name? Amber. Amber Rose. He started messing with Amber Rose, reminding y'all Amber Rose passes as a white woman. Mm. And when Amber Rose was with Kanye, Kanye was burying black, dark skinned women, was burying uh, what he called 100 percent black women. Mm-hmm. He was talking shit like like he was just burying like if you don't look like this if you ain't like this and you ain't like my chick, he was one of those dudes who uh, also turned the phrase foreign. I got me a foreign, not mm-hmm. talking about cars, talking about women like they were cars. So like massage noir, he was doing all of these fucking things. The moment he got a taste of money, when he started getting in the, the millions and millions of dollars, when he started climbing the bracket, getting like 150, being uh, worth 150 million and all that other shit. That's when his whole mode changed. He, he even stopped making like hype beat music. He stopped, he started like trying to be real artsy with it. And like real, like, like just let's just be real. Everything after graduation is trash. Mm. 
And because you made graduation, niggas gave you a pass. The pass is revoked. You wildin'. And this is just your latest iteration of Wildin. I, I'm not taking away from what he said. He made some terrible fucking comments about uh, the, the Jewish community. He It's anti-Semitism. He has right. a history of anti-Semitism. But let's right. not be surprised by it because anti-Semitism and anti-blackness are the same fucking thing. Yeah, and I think we were talking about this before. Like, there is like a, there's discord. Like, there's like histories of discord mm-hmm. between uh, the black community and the Jewish community. And capital is a huge part of that, right? And I'm going to keep saying that capital plays a huge part in that because I feel that there's this notion that, if, if, we, if you said this earlier, there's this notion that, that Jewish people are controlling everything. Right. And that's very, like, not only that anti Semitic, that comes from a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah. That comes from uh, Nazism. Um, that is some, that comes from like the, the, the chronicles of the elders of Zion, you know, where, you know, there's this notion that Jewish people are the enemy because they own everything. And then you hear about Jewish people owning the NBA, Jewish people owning Viacom, Jewish people owning all these big companies. And even there was a time when like a Cuban and Jewish uh, record company, uh, Cuban artists and Jewish record companies in the 1950s and 60s were working together and the, like, it's called Cubana, uh, a Jubana, sorry. Mm-hmm. And that was like looked upon as suspect. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, there's always like this because of capital. Yeah, but nobody owns the, more than a white man. We always talking, they always bring up like how the Jewish. Right. Right. They always bring up how the Jewish community is, is, is running everything. But here in America, the white man still makes the rules and they don't consider Jewish people white. We do because we look at them and we don't really see a difference most right. of the time. Like we we like we have to be educated amongst ourselves about like the Jewish community and Jewish cultures and how they are different. They are also not a monolith, and nobody owns more land or 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 or, or is entitled to more capital here than white people. Right, and I feel like that. That's why I feel like we are to squash a lot of the anti. Blackness and anti-Jewish like is is mutual and it's, it's like we got to stop this because by the end of the day it keeps us from looking at the problem like white supremacy is a problem white like white men in power and the and the women who hold them up right those are the people who are the issue and the problem Jewish people was not Kanye's problem right mm-hmm. him being him not being held accountable because white folks were making money off of him though they were the problem right. And so that needs to be taken into consideration, especially by the black community. Right. The, the, like, it wasn't a bad look for Adidas. Adidas is a German-owned company. Right. He said, and I quote, I can say all the anti-Semitism things that I want, and Adidas will never drop me. Now what? He said it twice. Now what? Mm-hmm. And that was on October 4th. He said it again on October 23rd. October 24th, Adidas cut ties with him. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, too, that the, one of the reasons why they did that is because I bet you, for one, Adidas was looking, they were getting the side eye, and they didn't want to lose money. But secondly, it seems to me that they're, they're like, I know this black man, Are they? is he trying to test us? Right. That, that's what it seemed like to it me. Both. Like, it's a little bit right. of both. Like, oh, now he getting too, he getting too comfortable. He think we just going to let it slide. But it's a bad look for us as a German-owned company. 
to mm-hmm. be tied to anyone spewing anti-Semitism. Because they're trying, because of the Nazi era, mm-hmm. they are, they, they're, they're wanting to like, erase that history. You know, even in, in Germany, they are, they have, I heard that they had nothing to, they had nothing like pertaining to the Nazi era, yeah, you know, the present like, no. or, or in, or because they don't want anything to do with it. They're ashamed of it, but at the same time, they did not fix anything. You know what I mean? Like by the end of the day, anti-Semitism is, you know, that started in Germany, modern, you know, Nazism that started in the 1930s and 40s. It trickled to this generation and you have Kanye West saying some stuff. It's like, and, and it makes me wonder if this is prominent within, as far as like anti-Semitism, whether or not that's prominent, prominent within the, in the hip hop community. Because there are a lot of the Jewish folks who are like, especially in New York, are like, they are entrenched in the hip hop culture, mm-hmm. right? Vibe, what was it? Uh, there was like a, a, a prominent, um, I think Source, I think it's called. Yeah. That two Jewish men who are like hip hop heads started that magazine, right. right? And so it's like, I've noticed that this is the second time I've seen or heard, uh, um, and there could have been many more, uh, hip hop artists saying something anti-Semitic. Professor Griff was one of them, and uh, Professor Griff of uh, Public Enemy was caught on tape. Is there's an audio of him saying, Jews are wicked, right? And more than likely he was saying some stuff that he heard from a conspiracy theorist somewhere. Because that's another issue in the black community, conspiracy theory. Right. right? Not enough it's a lot of miseducation and not enough real education. Right. Like what what I think, because I came I came up in the nineties and eighties and there was a lot of hip hop ciphers. And Jewish kids have always been in the cipher. They've mm-hmm. always been in the cipher because when when hip hop was starting and budding in the late nineteen seventies, early eighties. It, the Jewish community was the community playing that music. The Jewish radio stations was the, the stations that would let you play that stuff. They was the one giving airtime. They was the one doing all that stuff in the Bronx and 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 and, and Brooklyn and stuff like that. They like my uncle told me a lot about the culture back then. I was alive when it happened. I was like five in eighty five. When hip hop started really buzzing, which was around eighty five, eighty six, like the top companies, the top like record labels for hip hop were run by Jewish people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the deals were being signed between black people and Jewish people. And somewhere along the line, because of, uh, I, I, I want to say, because of perceived privilege and actual privilege, the, the Jewish community began being lumped in with white people. Yes. We have to remember that the Jewish community is not considered white. Mm-hmm. White people do not consider Jews white. We do. Do they get a certain amount of white privilege because of their skin tones? Sometimes, depending on, because once again, Jewish people are not a monolith. There are dark-skinned Jewish people. Um, yes. In America, you you generally see like like white passing here, and in the in the hip hop days there was not a lot of education going around about the differences in our culture. It was just, Oh, we were both jammed into the same place. They put Jewish, Jewish people in the ghetto. They put black people in the ghetto. Boom. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of like conversation. They were like, Oh, this is just a different level of white people that will do business with us because some of the other white people won't do business with them. Mm-hmm. 
my dad used to say some anti-Semitic shit when I was young. He used to say wild shit. He's from Spanish Harlem. Right. He was really involved in like the hip hop community when he was coming up. Um, and like he was in his early twenties and shit when it was really starting to get popular. He was at a lot of the cyphers. He was going to a lot of the after parties, and he was bringing home anti-Semitism. He was pissed off a whole lot about Jewish people sometimes, and I never understood why. Mind you, most of the kids that I went to school with when I first started out going to kindergarten were Jewish kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were great kids. I didn't, I didn't understand. I was like, yeah, they speak a different language. Um, I don't know, like, these are different. I was like, Mom, these these white people are different. These aren't the white people you explained to me. <laughs> like, you know, the ones you said were going to be wearing rebel flags and acting weird? It wasn't a lot of that today. It was a lot of, like, different language and, like, different food. And they, their parents all came and picked them up together. They were all kind of, like, really nice. Um, one of my best friends in um, elementary school, his name was Jeffrey Schwartz. We didn't really understand that there was a huge difference between us until we were almost adults. Mm-hmm. Because Jeffrey, like, had a bar mitzvah. Jeffrey had, like, both parents at home and, and, and access to money. But Jeff, but I watched Jeffrey go through discriminatory things running the streets with me. The level of discrimination is different. But we're both being discriminated against. And once mm-hmm. we realize that it's white supremacy that is doing this to both of us, and we learn from each other how to deal with it, It'll be it'll be different. But I like I said, I said in the beginning of the episode, I do not fault the Jewish community for this thorough fucking canceling. Mm-hmm. This is the first time anyone who has been canceled was actually canceled. Right. But here's the thing. He's still a millionaire. He's not going to lose any of the four million dollars that he has unless he does something else. So wait for that shit. Wait for that episode to come out because you know he's going to. Um, it's it's to the point now where he's telling everybody that he's just trolling. I don't know what the fuck that means, and I know he's too old to be doing it. I feel like he should have been canceled. To be honest with you, like a long time ago, you know, like you said, we was anti-black. But I also feel too that if that wasn't going to happen, at least y'all should have canceled him. When he, and I can't believe I'm saying this shit because it's it's her, right? But when he started, uh, because she doesn't deserve this regardless, but when she started, when he started going after Kim Kardashian and his kids, right? His kids are biracial, right? He's putting his kids in danger by going after their mother. And so right there, that should have been it because he was not only attacking Kim Kardashian, but also like going after his kids and putting his kids at risk. Yeah, Pete Davidson, he was going after a bunch of them. He was wilding out. He was technically stalking her. Like he, like, he was sending stuff to the house. He was showing up uninvited. He was doing a whole bunch of shit that, like, normally a, a, a broke nigga, somebody would have called the cops. Right. Again, like, his money and the, and the fact that people, a lot of people don't even like the Kardashians like that, right? Especially black women mm-hmm. don't like it. Like, the, of course, she is not going to be protected. You know, of course, the children are not going to be protected because of, the, of who their mother is. And I feel that that's very unfortunate. And it just brings up a whole lot of stuff in regards to, yes, this is this whole thing. The anti, I'm is more of the anti-blackness that I'm upset about because now, like when it comes to that, because babies are involved, right. it's just like who does he have to like physically hurt in order for y'all to like, especially for like black folks, like what he, what would he, what would have happened if he would have hurt those kids? Would y'all still would have bought his album? Would you still would have? done something to make sure that he had the the had capital 
it's just like, again, it comes back to black men in particular being seen as children who cannot take care of themselves. There's a correlation in the wrestling community of a person who actually harmed somebody and it's still got people caping for them. And it's it shows the same willingness to dismiss harm for others for the sake of pumping yourself up for being behind your hero. It's mm-hmm. hero worship. And this yeah. person that I'm talking about, I don't know how much uh, wrestling knowledge you have, but I'm going to say this person's name, and I haven't said this person's name since they did the action I'm going to describe. Okay. Chris Benoit. I do not know that person. Yeah. I was okay. a huge Chris Benoit fan. Chris Benoit used to be the Pegasus kid. Um, he was um, a really, like, driven, hardcore technical wrestler. Uh, He inspired lots of wrestlers, including myself, to become professional wrestlers. He killed his wife and kids after acting weird on television for a couple nights. And at first, it was reported that they were all murdered, and it was a big send-off for him, and everybody was all like, oh, this is so sad. Then they found out that he killed them, and then he killed himself, and then he was removed. WWE erased him from history, like, that day. There are still fans to this day, 13 years later, still caping for this dude. There's always going to be that group of people who will put hero worship above humanity. And that's what happened when Kanye was being anti-black. We put his hype above black humanity. And and sorry to tell y'all, we helped do it. Uh, the white community wasn't afraid to lose anything, so they didn't drop him from anything because there wasn't going to be any recourse from us, and they knew it. It's the same thing, like, to the uh, to a much greater extent. Like, this actually reminds me of uh, R. Kelly, right? Right, Where same shit. The same stuff. So it's like, it was for years. I mean, like, almost a decade there has been reports and articles and think pieces about this man and his harming young girls, right? Longer. 30 Wait, years. 30 years? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. And so, like, he is known, He at this point, like, yes, he is facing consequences now, but he wasn't because, uh, before. He's been able to get away with it because, one, he did have a network of people helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, cis black men helping him, Right. But then, like he had like the all Chicago, he had a huge fan base, especially those in South in the Chicago area, because he was known as the one who was able to rise above poverty in order to get to where he is. Um, and he would come back to the community and buy kids things and, and, and do for the the children within that community. And it's like because of those things, they were able. It's like cognitive dissonance. They were able to like completely erase those accusations out of their mind as long as they can dance to ignition right you know what I mean? his money it's- his money and his music was a catalyst for them uh like uh, taking away the voices of all his, of of his victims same thing with bill cosby his cat his his money and his social standing gave people the ability to take away the voices of his victims tiger I'm looking at you, Tiger, to the front of the class. Um, They're going to come after you in like 10 years, bro. They're just going to let this shit simmer because ain't no statute of limitations on you sleeping with one of them young Kardashian girls, them young generous. Um, She was 14, my nigga. We still remember. Patrick Farms always remembers, nigga. Tiger, come to the front. And also, like, let's be real. Like, the reason why people don't care or don't, there's no sense of agency is because the survivors are women, right? Mm. The survivors are women. 
um, they are not taking it seriously. Their they're words called, are not taken right. seriously. They're always called gold diggers or they were after money or they were asking for it or that's the price of being around famous people or the, you're a commodity. That's what mm -hmm. your, your your role is here. Um, right. Like, uh, R. Kelly was kidnapping bitches. Uh, yeah. Kanye is calling death threats on whole other civilizations. Right. <laughs> Before we get off track. Okay. Y'all know what time it is. If you haven't listened to Tranos and the Lived Experience, you know that for me to even attempt these kind of conversations, I need to smoke copious amounts of marijuana. So if you hear my lighter click, click, you hear a bubbly sound, don't call the feds. It's legal where I am. We're going to be right back after this hit. Hold on a second. Garlic cookie to the face. Javi, you might want to look away. I'm looking. I'm looking away. <laughs> what in the day? Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the hit of the day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to be sleeping an hour and a half. Um, it's very garlicky, very light. Um, back to what we were saying, uh, Tiger, we're still waiting for you to come to the front. We'd like to speak to you about your relationship with that young lady. Yeah, but let's, let's please let's talk about that for a minute. Because it's like, that took me out. Right. right, because that that actually happened in 2015 and 16, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and so because I remember, like that was a that was actually reported at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, the short the the uh, first wave right. of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's like a lot of people were looking at the Kardashians sideways, and when they heard about Tiger being with this girl, they were like, okay, um, how was I? How was he not getting into trouble? Right? How was he not in jail? Right. And it just reminded me of all the, the times where in the black community, right, a lot of these older men would go after young girls, yeah. you know, and there will be, it, there will be no consequences or repercussions whatsoever. Not for the men. Because these, right. Because these are black girls that they're going after. Right. But now, since they're going after a tiger, this black man is going after a white woman, a white, white girl, rather, let's be real, white girl. Um, all of a sudden, people are calling for his head. His, you see that his career is no longer, like, he's nowhere to be found at this point. Right. Because it's like, and this is the type of stuff I'm talking about in regards to certain people get, getting the resources and the help and the and support while others do not. And I feel, too, that the this plays into the reason why Tiger is being looked at sideways. Yes, he did commit a crime. He committed all a crime by being with her. But I also feel, too, like, this is just another way for, again, for, I feel like this is a way for people to, to have fake outrage over the fact that a white girl was was victimized, right? right. There's this need to eat here in America, especially among white Americans and most, and to be real, like black cis men, you know, for the most part, have this tendency to want to protect white girls, mm -hmm. you know, and white women. 
And so I feel like that's where that came from in regards to this outrage around her being 15, 16 years old and being, you know, the target of this predator, you know, who was the, who knew how old she was. You know, there was this need to protect white girls from black men, predatory black men. It is. It stems from slavery. It stems from birth of a nation. Right. You know, and so like definitely from birth I, of a nation. Yeah. So it's just like that's where that's what comes to mind when I talk about when we're talking about Tiger when that was brought up. Like you know, that's where new, the, so that's where the stereotype was solidified that they, that we were violent and that we had an affinity for watermelon and white women. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was the first time it was put onto a large scale screen and mass produced a stereotype in the middle of a movie. Uh, oh, white man in blackface doing the most vile, violent things and ravaging white women. And that instilled in us almost genetically this weird thing where everybody, like the white woman's number one fear is us. Mm-hmm. Black people, specifically black cis men. But black men's main concern, cis men, for the most part, a large majority of them, their main concern is white women. They want to protect white women in, in situations where uh, they're, they're outnumbered or there might be someone else who has an ill intent for them. But that same energy is not afforded a black woman, a, a, a black cis woman, a black trans woman, non-binary people. It's not afforded them. It's not afforded non-Christians. It's not afforded people who are in uh, mental crisis. Mm-hmm. But you got to save her lily white ass. And. That was the first straw for me is when Kanye started fucking with Kim Kardashian. I was like, first off, what? Like, you literally made a song that said, when he get on, he'll leave your ass for a white girl. And that's what you're doing right now. Right. I was like, first off, you false claiming. You're a weak, lost prophet. You were literally like like anti-racism last year. What happened, my nigga? You know what's so weird? Like, he, for him to like, um, and for what for whatever he at one point you said that he was like caping for black women, but he has a whole song on his album called Kanye's uh, Workout Plan, where he's literally fat shaming black women. Yeah. Right? Like eat your salad, no dessert. Like I remember that shit. Like I remember mm-hmm. in the video he has a dark skin a uh, uh, curvy dark skin black woman about to eat a hamburger and then it shoots off uh uh, veers off to a face of, okay, uh, I guess like he had a statue or a cutout or something, and it's he's just like kind of wriggling her his nose at her because she's about to eat something. It's just like, okay, so it's okay for you to talk about black women losing weight. You wrote a so whole song about it, like you would never be with a bad with a big black woman that she has to lose weight, but you'll be with Kim Kardashian who has all these Afrocentric features. Right, like you, like you will have, and they're not even hers. They're designed like, like designer Afrocentric, Afrocentric features. Like went in and was like that ass. Right. Those and titties. Were, right, and you had your hand all up in it to the point where you had two kids with this lady. Right. You had North and West, or whatever the name, whatever you call them. Right. Like you, you had two kids with this woman. You and and you have no problem with her body. You probably had no problem with the bodies of her her sisters, but you have, and this is, and, and that, that talks about the, the, 
that that definitely hits home what you were just saying about him being a coon, right? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you on one, I don't, and I often, unless you come with it in real life, I don't trust a lot of people who say I love black women in their songs or in their art in general, right. because most of the time, when you see them out in public, they're with somebody who's the complete opposite of who they're talking about, who they're revering. So, like, you're revering black women for money. And Kanye did the complete opposite. You know, like, you you are... And I'm not shocked at all that he is against the safety of, of black people because anti-blackness in general also extends to how he treated his model. Right. You know, he had these poor women out here in the sun for hours. They're about to pass out you know, for his for his show, like I remember watching a video of these women just standing in line and no, have no water. They, you know, they a couple models fainted. A couple of those um, models fainted. Right, a couple of the models fainted. Yeah, he they like, and they weren't even paid. They weren't even paid, if I'm not mistaken. No, like he, there, there's a dispute about the pay happening too. So he he pranced them around. He made them wear things that they didn't like. I know a model's job is to wear the clothes given to them, but you knew what you was doing. You only put it on the white, like the black models. You didn't make the white models wear white lives matter shirts. You made black models wear them. And that's and that's, that's disgusting. weird. That's weird and it's disgusting. Uh, I'm not surprised by Kanye's latest move. That nigga's been a coon for a very long time. Like, and like we helped him get to where he is now. And now some other community is taking care of his ass. And y'all need to just step back and take motherfucking notes. Cause that's what we supposed to do. Every time somebody say something anti-black, every time somebody do so, like how many times we done forgave these companies uh, giving us these weak ass apologies, and then going right back to discriminatory practices within they employ, within they marketing, within their, like their sphere. It's still the same thing. Like how many times did Nike has Nike had to apologize to us? And we still rocking Nikes. That includes myself. That includes me. How many times, uh, remember KFC during the pride? Um, uh, I'm not not pride, but during the George Floyd protest. Yeah, I heard. Remember about that, that weird ass commercial they put up there with the fucking chicken fist? What the fuck was y'all on? I heard about that shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Yo, it was weird as shit. It was like KFC stands with the yeah. black community, BLM forever, and it was a chicken wing with a light on it. And then if you looked at the wall behind it, it was the black power fist. Y'all niggas wilding, like y'all wilding. Where's the apology for that? We should all stop eating KFC because that shit is super anti-black. You know what? Like, you should, you know that KFC was on some bullshit when they like made a movie on on uh on for Lifetime of romanticizing the Colonel. <laughs> that should have been it right there. Like they made him like Mario Lopez was playing the Colonel. They didn't necessarily say his name, but they basically like. He looked like a colonel, right? Wow. I yeah. didn't know about this movie. You put me on. Yeah, like there is a movie um that is based on some fan fiction about the colonel and the colonel is very sexualized. He's all looking like oh like a they made whoever you know drew him made him look like a whole snack with muscle with everything, right? And so Mar Mario Lopez, who's also transphobic, y'all. Um hella transphobic. He was on. He was on TV. He was spouting that shit. Anyhow, um, he um, played the colonel, and it was a like a lifetime romantic movie about 
about him falling in love or some woman falling in love with him and his uh, secret recipe. Like it's just like I'm not I'm not I'm Yo, not P.S. P.S. So. Uh, Mario uh, A.C. Slater, you bitch ass nigga. Uh, <laughs> when you say transphobic shit, that's the kind of movies you got to do afterwards, homie. Mm-hmm. Like you, like, one of your IDBs is you was the colonel, my nigga. And he's uh, and, uh, another fact. <laughs> you know, uh, Lulu. Uh, that that was it? Oh shit, Lulu Rue or whatever, Lulu Rue. Yeah. That's the, yeah. So he actually went to one of their parties <laughs> for a meet and greet when they were uh, having one of those big lavishing parties for for consultants. Yeah, yeah, he was there. So it just seems to me like I don't trust him anyway. I don't. I, I he need, because he's like he goes where the money is. But but I'm I'm just saying like. Yeah, I'm just bringing it up because of bringing it back to how we were, what we were talking about. Like, <laughs> he got KFC. kicked out of Skechers yesterday. He got, he got Skechers? He got kicked out of Skechers. He tried to walk into Skechers. Nope, I'm wrong. It was this morning. He tried to walk into Skechers this morning and offer him a deal because he lost his Adidas deal and they had him escorted from the building. Yeah, you said that. I'm like, I'm wow. Like, I. You grifted in reverse, my man. Normally, grifters make money, sir. Right. Who becomes a billionaire and then it's like, you know what? I'm going to find the fastest way to lose it all. Bet you a dollar I could lose two billion in 24 hours. Like, what the fuck? Like, sir, you got so many passes on your anti-blackness. You got comfortable in it. Then you fucked around and you chose the wrong community. I'm still upset by the fact that he had a whole school and parents were like, Yep, this is a good idea. Right, like, and no one, no one is saying anything about that. Like, they pulled their children. I was today on Twitter. I saw a video of these kids singing in a garage. Good morning, Donda. Like, what? Like, this is what y'all doing? Like, this is what we're doing? And, and like, paying him fifteen thousand dollars to do it and learning shit. They're Nothing. not learning anything. It's like y'all y'all really have money to burn like that. Like you really gonna fuck up your education, like your kids' education like that. Let Umar Johnson do some shit like that. Y'all would have had him in jail so quick. But somehow it's okay for Kanye to do it. Like I, I And then it's crazy I, to think that he was gonna do something like LeBron. Like LeBron James's schools are accredited. Yes. They're college preparatory schools that are accredited and have relationships with colleges. Donda don't have none of that. Donda don't have none of that. And y'all only put y'all kids in there because Kanye's name was connected to it. Y'all weird. And there's a and there should have been there's an NDA attached to this school. So yeah. that should have told you right there that this ain't it. What school tell you that you can't tell nobody that your kid went to that school? Which is silly. That's silly and that's weird, right? It's just like so that tells you right there, like either there's some stuff going on that you don't want anyone to know about. Or you just don't know what you're doing, and you really and your mental health is so like so off filter that you're just coming up with all kinds of shit and telling them like I don't want them to tell my business in the end. Like that's that's what that sounds like. That's what that seems like to me. Right. right. And if you but do like you got to talk about transcripts or something like that, you don't really know the law and you make a mistake, he can sue you. Right. Right. Like like what like first off like. Y'all some cool, like y'all some clowns. Um, the, 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 the and, and I didn't leave the LGBTQ community out either. Y'all niggas can take some notes from the Jewish community as well, with your racist ass. 
I've said it in the past, so I'm not going to get on y'all ass again. Y'all already know how I feel about y'all. Um, <laughs> uh, the LGBT community, we get things done when it's for white people. When a black queer person is harmed, we don't do shit. The, the black community, we will barbecue a woman for any transgression, like any weird emasculation thing or anything like that. I'm looking at you, Jada. They constantly on your ass for emasculating Will. They say you emasculated them, but I don't see how. A nigga been the same ever since the 85. Kool-Aid drinking weird ass nigga. He don't cuss. He don't, like, he, he probably go to church all the fucking time. He hang with a bunch of weird niggas. That's just who he is. I don't think she had anything to do with that, but Jada get crucified. Whole community talking about how she's the worst kind of black woman to have around. But Kanye said slavery was a choice. And y'all niggas was like, yo, y'all heard that new Jesus? Y'all niggas is weird. I stopped giving him my money a long ass time ago. Like legitimately, the last album I bought with Kanye West anything on it was Graduation. Y'all go look at the um, the, the the videography or the, the music like fucking page and see how long ago that was. It's been more than a decade. I ain't fucked with him since then. The minute he started being anti-black women, I knew what was coming. Because when you're going to be an extremist, the first thing you attack is the women of the culture. Mm-hmm. What did Kanye do with the Jewish with the Jewish community? He attacked a Jewish woman first, and then he went after the whole community. Mm-hmm. He knows that like, after, and he knew that when he went after uh, the black community, black women, he was going to get away with it because no one... The black women are not protected, whether they're cis, trans. Especially not, not hip hop. Especially not hip hop. Oh, absolutely not. They're absolutely still seen not. as uh, as uh, sexualized objects to own and possess. Like mo- like a majority of the music, and I know this makes me sound old as fuck, but a majority of the music that you hear back then and now, it's 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 just a it's just an acceleration up a hill. Uh, of you just hear like the objectification. And and I'm not saying in all hip hop, in a lot of hip hop music, there's a lot of like blatant objectification, blatant like hero worship of toxic niggas, um, um, blatant like uh, at like this air of respect for like just dogging women. It's 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 there. And when Kanye was dogging black women, y'all didn't hear the dog whistle that was coming down the pipe. And I did. I told y'all that nigga was weird. I said it to y'all before. I'm gonna say it to you again. When you attack black women, you're going to attack the black culture. When you attack Asian women, you're going to attack the Asian culture. The first person that they go after every time when they want to go after a a culture is they women first. Then they find a way to emasculate the men and make them feel bad about these women being strong-willed and all this other stuff. And then you get like weird black incels. That's weird as shit. And to be honest with you, like it's like that not just in the hip hop community, but also in the radical community, the political radical community yeah. as well. Like it's often women in like cis and trans and queer people, um, or non binary people who who pass as female, right? They are like like they are usually the ones who are thrown under the bus by people in leadership in these in these radical leadership circles, right? Is often I don't know, like, uh, this happens, like, all the time, like, happened in the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. it happened, you know, in the, you know, Black Lives Matter, like, it, like it's often Black black women, cis Black women, who are made to believe that they have surrounded themselves by radical feminist uh, cis men, uh, cis men who know how to, you know, use the language, know how to uh, use their, their leadership, 
know how to use uh, their power within the group, only to have some news come out that they've done something, you know, um, violent towards some of the, or the women in there. I'm looking at you, Rochester, New York. I'm looking at you mad hard. Looking at you, man, hard. You niggas is weird. During the like during the protest and during like you remember what it was. You was here. Like Rochester was like the. Oh, I don't want to get off on another tangent because I know this is supposed to be about Kanye, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a second and say it. Um, that was that was demonstrated. What you just said in its entirety was demonstrated here. Above all, the backbone of the movement here is queer, black, and cis women queer non-binary trans people like it's a lot of that going on here but what what we end up doing is we get end up getting pushed out of the way by cis radical feminine men who are just also demonstrating that there's some weird hierarchy in their minds that they have to be the forefront where historically queer and cis black women have been pulling people out of fire for eons mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, misogyny is misogyny, but misogyny against black female presenting or 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 non-binary and trans people is misogynoir. Right. This is like one of the biggest places where you would deal with that kind of shit and not to jump off subject. But just to remind you all that that's the first sin that Kanye committed yeah. was misogynoir. And y'all let that nigga rock for about 12 years. Get it together, y'all. And with that being said, uh, we have been talking for the longest period of time that I've ever talked on an episode. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah, because my, my episodes are normally about 35 minutes because I'm super high by then. But like, <laughs> um, oh, I was like, I had fun, though. Like, I hope I didn't like mess up your whole kilter over here. No, no, no. We're okay. good. We're good. Um, okay. You got anything you want to say to anybody before we depart? Yeah, it's been hard out here. Please, like, take care of yourselves. I know that we have been going through it. 2022 has been, like, it's like, it's mad right now. It's mad. 2022 is mad and everything's happening. So please take care of yourself. And um, thank you so much for, you know, having me on here, Cameron. Like, I really appreciate it. I I love talking to you. And, and, yeah, well, like, this was fun. Right. Well, well, thanks for being here. And with that being said, my name is Cameron Eileen Maharet Jarrell, aka Trano. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll send Tiger to date your little sister. This has been Trano's and the lived experience, the show that wishes somebody would arrest Tiger. I'm not playing with y'all. Somebody call the police. Right.